The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure you can fill it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls and life giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit. Know what we said doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news? I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, where to keep it a beast on the block? Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yes sir You tune back into The Fix Your source for faith infused Hip hop R&B and poetry Right here on Sirius XM Holy Culture Radio It's your boy DJ Focus checking in Hey man it's your girl Dice Gamble in the building Checking in on this winning Wednesday Yeah Dice we winning huh Hmm. Yeah, we wanted some haters too, but you know what? Oh, them haters is that haters yeah. is a good thing, Dice. If we didn't have haters, I, I I would probably shut the show down. What? I would. I'd probably shut the show down. A oh, wise man told me if you ain't got nobody hating on you, you ain't doing nothing right. So. Oh. oh, okay. And, and that ain't biblical. That ain't that ain't that wasn't a prophet of of the Lord telling me that. <laughs> that was that was us. Somebody in the streets. He said, "Yeah, you're doing something, young boy. You're doing mm-hmm. something, young man. If you ain't got nobody hating on you, I mean, you ain't doing nothing. People watching. So I, the haters hating is necessary. Mm. Like, I ain't got to preach this this morning. You, you, oh, I already know they was hating on you. Like, come on, you've been doing this thing since the mid nineties. Oh, you did it mainstream. You do Christian hip hop. You act. You do everything. So I listen. You know." Hate, hate has fueled mm. us all to continue to say, "Oh, you think that was something? Wait to the next movie. See, I'm gonna do." Mm. <laughs> I was in my I was in my local newspaper in 1981 for selling cupcakes and lemonade. I just hate has been hating on me for a long time, but it's okay though. Uh, today, all right, uh, September the 27th on this winning Wednesday, um, it is a uh, it is uh, Ancestor Appreciation Day, and I want I want to bring this up because we. I mean, I don't think we was trying to talk about haters, but um, I have always been fascinated about being in America, I'll be honest. And it's been a blessing. And if you're if you live in America, you're blessed to be in America. But I was like, man, I know y'all didn't think it was going to go like this. <laughs> right. But 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 I but I love how 
we have overcome. And I, and I'm just like, man, I want to make my ancestors proud. Some people might not think that way, but our family, we think like that. We like, man, everything my grandmother went through, my great grandmother went through, my great, 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 great grandfather went through. Like, I just want to make them proud, no matter how many haters I have. And, uh, today, regardless of your background, today is ancestor appreciation day. So, today is the day you reflect on everything that your ancestors went through and I love bringing up these holidays because I don't even think people know these are holidays and observances all across the world we got a real real form today Dice Uh, you brought this one up so we're going to talk about it ask yeah what are you asking for Mm. are you asking properly mercy that part you're going to go into it come on let's talk about it I mean why not my grandma, my, I shout out to Bernice Williams because she was not playing games. She taught me at a young age, you have not because you ask not. And that's the Bible. A closed mouth don't get fed. Like she was very like straight to the point, shoot from the hip. If you don't open your mouth and say what you need, you're not going to have it. And I didn't know it was a biblical principle until I got older. I thought it was just my grandmother making these cute little quotes up in the kitchen. But she was just like, yeah. You have not because you ask not. And that is that's, that goes for today, you know, for the uh, non-believer and the believer. Like, you ain't going to get nothing you don't ask for. Are you asking? Why aren't you asking? Are you afraid to ask? And uh, you said this before, put it on a t-shirt, Dice, you're already at a no. So um, this can't go, this can't get any worse. <laughs> you are already at a, the answer's no. So you asking, you know, hey, it might change the game. So we're going to talk about it today. It's going to be good. Y'all need yeah. to, honestly, out of all the days we probably said take notes, today is the day people should take notes. Take notes. Yeah, you better take them. We're also going to get a super talented, listen, singer, songwriter, musician, and uh, former uh, season 16 American Idol contestant, Bossy on with us to talk about everything dope she's doing. She has uh, pretty much sung every genre of music, and she's uh, tiptoeing into uh, this Christian R&B, and she got some new music that she's working on, so it's a whole new vibe. So you definitely want to keep it locked for that, hear her faith journey, and everything else dope she got going on. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. And The Fix is in. And we back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You're tapping into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for our spiritual detox. And listen... Uh, we, we keep talking about all this good Christian R&B, Christian uh, music that is being put out. And uh, I came across an artist. She's been doing some stuff for a while. Um, but I think this is her first time, like, in this space where she's in now, where she's making urban gospel, Christian R&B, rhythm and praise, however you want to call it. And I was like, oh, let me, yeah, let me reach out to sis. I said, yeah, yeah, we need to hear more uh music like this I, I think for so long we've been in this little box in our little gospel box and we've been um a lot not allowing for artists like herself to like be free and sharing the gospel in a different form so that's what we all about here to fix so without further ado help me welcome in a super talented singer songwriter lee Vossi. what's going on sis hello thank you thank you so much for having me Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, um, I want to give you roses. You've been you've been doing some stuff for a while. I think you've kind of been like under the radar. People know, <laughs> but they don't know. Right. But um, I know you've been um, doing and singing all genres of music. You're just a super talented uh, singer. So first, um, let's let's talk about the journey first. Walk sure. us through a little bit of your faith journey. How you develop your own personal relationship with Christ before we talk about everything else, though. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, I grew up in a Christian household, um, but we kind of grew up like going off and on to church, right? It wasn't really like a super consistent thing until I was about 12 years old. We started going to um, an AME Zion church in Fayetteville, North Carolina, where I'm from. Um, And that's the first time I really heard God talking to me about maybe doing some Christian music or maybe just music to glorify him. Right. Um, and, um, I got saved when I was 14. I did the altar call at Bible study one Wednesday. Um, and, um, so yeah, so God has always been a major part of my upbringing and my life. Um, and, uh, I had to go on the journey to realize the possibility to be able to sing for him and still kind of sound like me. So. Do, do you feel that was where you reserved it first to to even do that? Because I, I love what you said, like be able to sing like yourself. Did you feel like, you know, you couldn't do that in the space that you were in earlier on in your career? Um. Yes, um, I feel like so. So I started out um, performing in, in musical theater. Right. So I really first started singing and using my voice to to, to be a character. Right. Um, and then at some point I started to kind of figure out what my voice was um, as a singer songwriter. And at, at the time, I didn't really feel like there was a space in gospel or um, in the industry for a voice that sounded like mine. And so I figured, okay, well, I have to kind of be in the secular space. Um, And then God took me on a journey um, where I realized I kind of didn't want to do music if it wasn't about God anyway. And then Mm. this this really cool space of Christian R&B, like so many amazing things are coming out of it right now. And God just positioned me um, both spiritually and just in my life to now kind of really be able to embrace this space. So I'm excited to to be here. That's good. And I, I think it's I think it's been around, but I think it's only it's only been where a few over the years could really like do right. it where people accept it like your Mary Marys, your Dietrich Haddons, your Dawkins and Dawkins. Like they have always done right. like that R and B Christian music. But yeah, we we here now. So okay, so yeah, I, you know, you get you know, you you develop your relationship with Christ, you start your musical uh career. Walk mm-hmm. us through um, you know, as you so when did you know you really had it though? So like when was that moment where you like no, I can really do this on the professional level. And of course you can get into everything you've been a part of uh, mm-hmm. American Idol and everything. So yeah. When did you first, when did you know you had it, that you had the gift to sing and you could do a professional? Um, so actually pretty early on. Right. So I, uh, like I said, I was growing up doing musical theater. My brother found an open casting call for the Lion King on Broadway and it happened to be mm. happening in Atlanta. And so we drove down from North Carolina to Atlanta and I booked it. Right. And I was eight years old when I auditioned and I was nine years old when I started performing um, and when I moved to New York City. So it was pretty early on that it was like, oh, this could be this is something I love to do as a hobby. And I was exposed to the possibility of as as a career. And so, you know, it it really was for most of my life that I've been um, been in the space of understanding it as a possibility. What what was it like, you know, being a part of American Idol? Share, Share a little bit of that experience. Sure. Uh, so American Idol came around at a, at a pretty interesting time in my life. I was, uh, I actually had, had gotten out of a, a very psychologically abusive relationship, um, mm. at that time. And the producers, and I, I was, I was in a very, um, just kind of unsteady space, um, mentally and emotionally at that time. And the producers reached out to me 
um, and asked me to come audition for the show. And I actually kind of wasn't, I wasn't going to do it. I was in a, I was like scared and, you know, I was like, I'm not, I can't do something like this. And my parents encouraged me and they're like, you got to go, you got to go do it. You know, you love to, you love to sing, you love to perform, you got to do it. Um, so I went to the casting in Savannah, Georgia. Georgia just keep, has been calling me my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Between North Carolina and New York, I always just ended up in Georgia. But so, yeah, so I auditioned in Savannah, um, made it to uh, Hollywood Week, um, and then ultimately made it to the top 48 of the competition, which was where I was sent home. <laughs> yeah, but no, but just even being in the conversation and being there to experience itself, and you mm-hmm. got a chance to meet one of uh, the legends in the game. Uh, what was that? What was that like uh, meeting um, Lionel Richie? Right? Did you get a chance oh, to meet yeah, Lionel Richie? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, Lionel Richie was super cool, very warm spirit. Um, and one of my favorite songs growing up was "Zoom" by the Commodores. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, the producers. I, you know, knew that. And so um, it was a really cool moment to be able to sing with him and, uh, you know, my nervous self, you know, like, is this really happening? Um, But yeah, so it was a really, really awesome experience. I learned a lot from American Idol. Um, It was really my first time, too, that I had been in L.A., by myself i've pretty much mainly been on the east coast and with my parents right um as i've been in the entertainment space um so american idol really taught me a lot about myself and um and my spiritual my spiritual journey as well because it was very uh intense it was a very intense uh uh competition and um, i really leaned into god at that point in my life as well how how uh how hard was it being in these spaces when you talk about doing American Idol and just all these just secular spots that you have yeah. been a part of and singing, how, how, how was it? Was it ever complicated or were you ever in rooms or in circles where you, your spirit kind of cringe because of your spiritual upbringing and, yeah. and things that you might have, you know, might didn't like or s- things that were being put in front of you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that uh, it's probably present in every industry, right? Uh, but it I is. think especially in entertainment where it is such an intimate space, right? Like when you're connecting with people over, um, especially music where you're sharing personal experiences and, you know, if, if you're like me, like I wear my heart on my sleeve, right? And I tend to, I, I, I tend to like try to, um, be vulnerable. And so I walking into rooms where I could feel that it was not necessarily a space that was aligned with the same motivations. Um, that I have and that I feel um, are impressed on me, like from the Holy Spirit guiding me, it can be tough, right? Because you kind of have this like battle, right? Where someone over here is telling you like, oh, you should do this because people are going to like this and this is going to work well. And this is what, you know, this is what's going to make you pop, right? And like, you want like, like you like, I like to sing, right? So I'm like, if this is going to get me heard, like, sure, right? But then you have this, the Holy Spirit that's like, not yet or like not this way right or this isn't for you right and it's hard because then your flesh is like no but this this could be it right and then i kept finding myself in spaces where i was forcing things right Mm. that weren't really for me Mm. and things were happening but nothing was really flowing nothing was really nothing was easy and i feel like that was a large part of of why I needed to kind of take a break and figure out like, hold up, what what is my purpose in this? Why am I doing this? Um, and so, yeah, it can be it can be tough. <laughs> what, what was that? Was that ever challenging? On when you talk about the, the aspect of uh, you being able to 
one, take a break and find yourself. I don't know too many mm-hmm. artists that would do that, especially yeah. if you're doing it as a profession, you're looking to make money off of it. Let's be really clear. You're, you're a singer. You, you want to be famous to a certain level that just comes yeah. with it. What yeah. was that challenging at times to, to say, you know what? I'm not going to sing this music or I'm not going to let my music be over sexualized. And I ain't taking all my clothes off or, you know, yeah. like, like seriously, was that hard for you? Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that it was also, uh, heartbreaking, right? Mm. Because I was like, wow, this really isn't going to work. Is it right? Like this really is not for me. Is it? And I, that's why I had to take a break. Cause I, I was really not in a good space mentally or spiritually. And I was like, this, this can't be for me. Cause I know God wants me to have like, like God wants me to have peace. None of this is peace. Facts. And, um, I, and I feel like that really saved my life actually, um, was taking that break and just kind of submitting and surrendering. I was like, you know what, God, if I was wrong about all of this, like if I misread all of this, all of these situations as like this being what you want me to do, or this being what you, what you have for me, my bad, like I'll, I'll give it all up because it's just not worth it. Um, so it was hard, but I think that ultimately it was a large part of the process that God had for me to really, um, realize, um, uh, my place in his kingdom and to also use my story, um, to, to help other people because I really was struggling. I was struggling really bad mentally. Um, just trying to keep up with like the things that ultimately weren't for me. And the best thing that I could have done was give it all up and surrender to God. And then God brought me back, right? Like once I, once I surrendered and once I said, you got it, whatever you want. So that's, that's good. Listen, DJ focus. Uh, we got to go to a quick break. I promise you don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more from Lee Vossi. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. You know, the fix is in new videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now. So you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. And we back, DJ Focus. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Still got Lee Vossi on, kicking it with us. So come on and let's talk about it. Um, you know, when, when you go into the lab, you know, the studio, and create music, talk about your creative process and how you look to create a hit. Like, what's, what's, the, what's the sauce on how you create hits? Well, so actually what's funny is that the, the new music I'm releasing, actually I wrote in my bedroom, like mm. literally laying in bed, like chilling, talking to God okay. um, and just kind of asking God to like guide me and whatever needed to get out, um, which is really different than how I used to right? like when I was in the secular space, because um, I was also working as a songwriter with other artists. And so, you know, you have the formula, you know, you try to get the hook or the, you know, the hook or you go in and you lay melodies and then you kind of try to figure out, you know, what the song is about. But really, um, in this new space that I'm in creatively, it really is more about um, uh, just being really honest and transparent about like how I'm talking to God about the things that are going on in my life. So that's my method these days. (laughs) No, that's good. Why, why do you think so many people are not transparent in their music? Because because I think that is that's good that you're looking to make sure you give people substance and like be honest at like where you're at. If you're struggling, if you're going through this, if you're up right. and you're down. Why do you think so many people run away from being vulnerable like that? Um, I think it can be uh, for some people a little scary to be vulnerable, right? Because then you have to be honest with yourself. 
Ooh. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, right? Like no shade, but they do. it's, they do. Yeah. you know, then, cause when you're honest with yourself, then you have to um, hold yourself to a certain level of accountability, right? For the kind of, for the part that you might play in some things, right? And so there's that. And uh, I think people uh, uh, want to write what they think other people want to hear mm. from them. Right. Mm. Uh, especially when we live in a world of algorithms and you see this is popping off and, you know, oh, this is controversial over here. Let me hop on this controversial kind of wave. Uh, and so I think that might be a part. I think it's twofold. Right. It's both internal and external. That's good. So who so who else? I know you said Lionel Richie. Who else were some <laughs> musical inspirations for you, like growing up to kind of like form and shape your sound? Mm-hmm. Who, who did you pull from? Uh, so actually, so I grew up in a multicultural household. My dad is Black American. My mom is Puerto Rican and Dominican. So I grew up listening to a lot of different types of music. Uh, my dad would play a lot of like Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh, uh, and my mom would play a lot of like Mark Anthony as well as like Usher. Uh, so like I remember very vividly like 8701, like Usher's 8701 was a big thing uh-huh. for me growing up that actually really inspired me to songwrite. There was a song called How Do I Say on there that had a uh, a kind of uh, like a Latin guitar vibe on it, but it was also R&B. So that really influenced uh, my start and in my love for music. Um, mm. But then we would listen to a lot of like, uh, uh, like Mariah Carey, like music like that, as well as, you know, some gospel artists, um, you know, Kirk Franklin, of course, um, uh, you know, Fred Hammond, so I, I had a lot. I had a lot of different things influencing me. And then also growing up in theater, uh, there was a lot of storytelling, right? And the right, songs right. that, right? The point of a, of a song in a musical is to tell a story. Uh, so I was really into songwriters who also leaned into that, like um, like Neo or um, uh, like Babyface, like that kind of songwriting style. So that's good so let's let's talk about this music you got my bad out right now yeah and um yeah it's like you said it's pretty much a conversation with you and guys so just walk the people through if they haven't heard it like your thought process of just really diving in and and, and being vulnerable like that sure so my bad um really is is about if you've messed up so many times that you don't even know if you have the right words to you don't even know where to start, right? To like get back with God. And it's kind of like, is it cool if I just say my bad and we can start all over, you know? Um, and so when I was writing it again, I was I was in my room. I wasn't even really thinking about putting anything out. Um, Cause like I said, I had stopped, like I was over it. I couldn't even listen to music um, for about like a year and a half, right? I, like, I, was, mm. I couldn't sing in the shower, like none of it, right? I was done. Um, and, uh, when I was getting ready to move back to Atlanta, God made it very clear to me that he needed music from me. And I was like, I don't know what this is going to look like, God, but, um, I just kind of sat down one day and just started writing to God. Um, and I really was just sitting and the song starts, how do I reconcile with my humanity? I've been in denial, but I know I haven't, I know I haven't been what you need me to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And just coming to that space of self-awareness of my responsibility and how I could have hurt God's feelings. Wow. Right. And how bad I feel about that. And, uh, when you've always been there for me. Right. But also understanding like, all of the things were necessary for me to realize in my little baby human form that you are my peace and my bad. Let's start over. So that's, that's where my good. bad comes from. 
<laughs> oh, that's so good. You know, you, you you mentioned before, you know, that you you know had been into uh, uh, abusive, toxic relationship. We, yeah. we talk about mental health all the time on the show. Did you mm-hmm. have to seek and maybe go this get some therapy or some counseling from a pastor, elder, or a therapist to mm-hmm. to kind of deal with some of those that, that past trauma? Definitely, yeah. Like I was in therapy, uh, okay. and I think that uh, I, I'm a big proponent of like therapy plus faith. Right. That's good. Um, and therapy, I believe, gave me the clarity to want to align with God again, you know, and realizing um, not only the way that I had been traumatized and how to deal with that, but to also accept that, like, I had kind of uh, been a hurt person who ended up hurting people as well um, mm. as a result of different trauma that I had experienced. And that's not cool right either and um then just really getting back into my bible um and really just leaning into the forgiveness um uh that god like is willing to give you if you're willing to give yourself to him and so i definitely think therapy helped me get back on track in a lot of ways so yeah (laughs) 10 out of 10 would recommend (laughs) the right therapist right not just somebody who's gonna kind of like uh, uh, what's the word? Um, oh, it's right at the tip of my tongue, but like, you know, just somebody who's like not going to be real with you, you know, and just going to kind of let you sit in and someone who's going to hold you accountable as well. Yeah. Accountability is very key. You know, you've been around a little bit and you've done a little of this, you know, you, you know, theater, you've done American Idol, you've done the secular. Now you're, you're about to work in gospel. If you could change anything in the industry, the business part of it or just how things are structured what would you change in your humble opinion Ooh, uh i would i would change uh this is kind this is kind of tough right but i would i would really change the way that people work with kids right like the way that people work with um uh teenagers specifically Um, because when you're a teenager and you just like, for, I'm singing for me or speaking for myself, right. You just want to sing so bad. Right. You just want to like, you just do anything just to be seen, right. To be validated. And, um, I think that it can get kind of, uh, there are some people who can prey on that. Even if your parents are around and I'm listen, I'm really blessed. Neither of my parents are, are trying to be my momager or my dadager, right? Like they just support me and they've never tried to kind of to they've never been stage parents. Right. So I've always been blessed to have them around me while I was a child to protect me as much as they could. But I still think that like um, children are so impressionable and um, there are just some things that I experienced that I think kind of I shouldn't maybe have experienced Um as a child. So if anything, I would, I would make, make it a little bit more strict about how people um, are able to uh, um, work with kids because they're kids. Right. 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 So. No, thanks for sharing that. That, That's, that's real. They, you know, yes, you guys are, yeah, you are, they are kids, so they should be treated that way. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. um, Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. I ain't going to get into that question. Uh, yeah, because yeah, because <laughs> of the factory of just putting out music and and all that goes into that, it's like a factory assembly line. I feel like yeah. sometimes. Um, so what's next? Um, we working on the EP? We working on a project? What what can yes. we expect? 
Yes, yeah. So definitely more singles, a project as well. We got some videos coming out. Um, so yeah, that's there's a lot more to come in the next couple of months. Any collaborations? Are we working with some Christian R&B or some gospel or some Christian hip-hop artists, or is it just all you? So we're working on that. Nothing I can necessarily speak on right now, but that's definitely a there goal. You go. and there you go. Not uh, you supposed to come on here. You supposed uh, to come on here and drop some tea. And you you listen, running away from the question. You running listen, from the question. Listen, I'll talk about my. I'll give you all the tea on me. I'm not going to talk about other people yet, but <laughs> that's next time. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So listen, I appreciate you uh, rocking with us. Can you tell the people how they can connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms? Yes. So again, y'all, my name is Lee Vasi. Y'all can find me on Instagram, TikTok at Lee Lee Vasi, YouTube at Lee Vasi. That's L-E-E-V-A-S-I. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, Visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. And we're back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. It's time to get real in these streets, Dice. Well, let's go. Let's go on and get real. Whoop, whoop. You know what they came here for? Yes, that small word. Woo. I don't know. I think you brought this one up. We're, we're talking about asking today. What are you asking for? Um, you know, what do you believe in God for? What does that look like? You know, how do you ask? You know, why do you ask? Do you believe you'll get what you ask for? So, Bible says you have not because you what? Ask, ask not. not. You know, this was something I struggled with earlier because um, I had selfish ambitions. I'm, I, I can be, I can be transparent. And I was asking for stuff. I, I don't, like I say, selfish ambition. I wanted, uh, you know, things selfishly. Mm. God put it on my heart to really okay. look at why I was asking for those things. Why do I think mm. I need those things? When you talk about people needing validation from their peers, when you talk really? about, you know, you um, looking at somebody else's, uh, you know, story. We talked about envy this week and how people are envious of other people. Uh, it's to the point, Dice, where people start praying for those things. So when you talk about asking, you got people that, you know, yeah, I, I want to be rich like, uh, you know, Barack Obama. I want to be, you know, whatever. And I'm just using Barack Obama just in general. But like, yeah, like yeah. people, I know people have come to me. We've had conversations. You know, barbershop talk is always uh, one of those beautiful things because you can talk about everything in the barbershop, all type of faith, sports, <laughs> politics and everything. And this is always coming up. Mm. Uh, especially when you talk about men and relationships and, uh, you know, the single men and even some married men that they feel like women are asking too much out of them. <laughs> Ask, you know, they feel like the roles and, and things have changed to where, you know, and I've had these conversations with men specifically for racial relationships that, you know, the man, he, he has this high standard. He has to do all these things. And mm -hmm. it seems like, uh, from what they were expressing, not this ain't my household. The women are doing less. So the mm -hmm. ask for the man is to be more this, make more money, six figures, seven figures if possible, buy everything, do this, uh, take the vacations, da 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 da. da. But then mm -hmm. you know when you ask uh, the, the the queen of the house to maybe make sure the kids sit down and do their homework or make sure you know 
you know, they got some clean clothes, maybe wash. I don't know. Or, you know, just in general, or maybe if she is a professional, you know, that, that, that's a, that's a hard ask for a lot of women nowadays too, as well, where they don't feel like they should have to work if they're married to a husband, you know, they don't, they don't believe in that. So yeah, I, listen, we got a lot of different angles to hit this from. I just know that yeah, this is a real one. When I was thinking about this, I said, yeah, ask, you know, it's why people are not asking, you know, Mm. When I met my husband, he said, man, you'll ask anybody for anything. I said, yes, and amen, I will. Um, and one of the things, you know, James 4 and 2 says, you know, you, you have not because you ask not. But what James was teaching was the motive of why you're yeah. asking for a thing and coveting other people's things that just does not benefit you and i wanted to read this in an amplified version it says what leads to unending quarrels and conflicts among you do they not come from your desires that wage war in your bodily members fighting for control over you you are jealous and covet what others have and your lust goes unfulfilled so you murder you are envious and cannot attain the object of your envy, so you fight and battle. You do not have because you do not ask God of it. You ask God for something and you do not receive it because you ask with the wrong motives out of selfishness with an unrighteous agenda. So when, you know, you get what you want, you're probably going to spend it on your hedonistic desires. So... This message in 4.2, sorry, James 4.2, James is saying your heart needs to be in the right place and it needs to align with God's purpose of your life. And that's how you unlock getting what you ask for. So for us, like even before you had the fix going, I'm sure you were asking God for things for the show. And I'm sure they started to pop up and show up. Yes. But your heart was aligned correctly. That's why we're now on the air like this. But trust me, if it wasn't meant and you were asking with the wrong thoughts and desires, I wouldn't even know you. So that's what I'm saying. Like, God will give you what you want according to his will and his desire for your life. And that is how we should ask for every single thing from our mate, you know, our husband, our wife, to the, our cars, to our house, to our job. God, if it's for me, this is what I'm believing you for. Lord. I want that mansion that reminds me of Will Smith's mansion, if it's your will. Like, we should always be adding on, your will be done. Oh, that's Period. Good. Always, your will be done. This is the example Christ set for us. That is how we ask for a thing. So, yes, we can have desires. It's okay. We're human. Have your desire. We see so many different things in life. We will desire different things. However, so we don't walk in pride or foolishness or envy, we need to add on, Lord, your will be done. Because it's, it's your will, not mine. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, hey, I, I said this before, even with my husband, I was like, I wrote down, you know, 27 things. He was 26 of the things. And I was like, Lord, your will be done. I didn't get the height on the six foot, but God, your will be done. You knew what was best for me. And I trust you in that. So it's like, our, it's about relationship focus this is what frustrates me about us as christians and i'm not talking about you unsaved people that listen to the show y'all still get to be out there doing whatever you want to do believe in however you want to believe but when you come into the fold and you know that god is god you trust him period you trust god 
So it's like, God, I trust you to bring me a wife or a husband who loves you, who cares about you and your work and a family. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You add God into all your wishes and wants and desires. Period. That's it. And I would do it for the care of my soul. So I would always know what the devil blessed me with versus what God blessed me with. And for those of you, the devil came, yes, the enemy can give you, this is his playground. The earth is enemy's playground. So don't get it twisted. And everything you speak out of your mouth or the actions you show, or if you at the strip club, the enemy already know what you want. Oh, you go to a strip club on Thursdays before you go home to your wife. Oh, I'm going to send a stripper to your job, make you hire her. Oh, you're going to be tipped. Like, it's so easy. You know what I'm saying? That's something like That's it's so important. evil too. For so, y'all that's doing that yeah, for real. I, I feel it's it's somebody real, out there really doing that for real. That's just real, so evil. It's a vibe. It's a vibe though. And once the enemy knows your habits and behaviors, it's very easy to tempt you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like be careful who you're asking for what. That's why you want to put, Lord, your will be done in Jesus' name. You want to tag that. Because as like, listen, everybody knows Jesus, even the enemy. The enemy know the Bible. The enemy know the word. So it's like, mm-hmm. but you you have to be very diligent in saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe God. That's why we include people focused like men and women of God. When we're really believing for that next level thing, we include men men and women of God. All right, um, we ain't gonna tell the world, but this is what we believe in God for. We believe in God for whoop de whoop. You know what I'm saying? If you don't mind praying for us with us, let us know if God's sharing anything with you. You know what I'm saying? Like because. That's that's the gifts we've been given is our fellowship of like-minded individuals who believe God in the same way. Because I'll be rude to you, you might have some friends they just want to see you come up just so they can brag. They don't want they don't care if it came from God. They don't care if you did some dirt to get it. They just want to be at your house at your new mansion, kicking it with you, turned up at the party. They don't care if God blessed you with that. If that's truly your house, if you can pay the bills or not. But for us, we need to have a little self-protection when we're asking God for things because it's like, nevertheless, your will be done. That's the example Jesus set for us. And that is the example. I mean, even all the way up to the cross, Luke 23 and 34. Oh, Lord, if it is, could you take the cup away? Please. <laughs> nevertheless, your what will be done. Oh, God, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Lord, is there another way? Ain't no way. Okay. Your will be done. Because I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you. So however we got to do this is how we got to do this. But it's like, that's how we should be asking for things. And we should not be afraid to ask for things. I mean, I am unashamed and unafraid to ask for stuff. Focus, but you and I both know some people just won't even ask. They might be down at a $10. $10 lights about to get cut off. And they got so much pride. They just won't ask somebody for nothing. Not me. I'm asking everybody. <laughs> I'm asking. You know, no, I, I, I'm the same way, Dice. That's why we listen. We we, we already mm-hmm. know. We anybody mm-hmm. who know us when we walk in rooms, we yeah, we, we talking. Who, who is who? Who the movers and shakers at? That's the first thing I do what when is, I walk in. The yeah, room. who the movers and yeah, shakers? Who, what is? Well, who the movers who and shakers? Is? Who, who run the thing around this thing? Yeah. Point me no to problem. them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know Just why drop. people are scared to ask though. Why? Pride. You, that's pride. pride. I got it. Yeah, it's pride. I got it together. I I never forget. I'm shout out to my husband. I love him dearly, but I want to share this message. When we first got married, and I say it all the time, we end up having to go live with my mom. So we had to put all of our stuff in storage. And my husband has lost his job. He uh, uh what did he do? He um asked me to marry him October the twenty seventh, two thousand and eight. We were married that next year, August the fifth. 
But anyways, like we had gotten married, um, you know, in my bishop's office, long story short, uh, we got married in like that August and then he lost his job. Had to go live with my mom, sleep on the floor. Long story short, we had to put our storage in the storage in Georgia. So we married. I'm like, man, we got to go get our stuff. We got to go get our stuff. Oh, we lost everything. I said, honey, the storage is only $99 a month. What are you talking about? I got all my baby pictures in there. My baby book, my rocking chair, my mama rocked me in. What are we talking about? You got all your kids' toys. I got all my son's games. We got all our pictures. We got everything. We had, you know, like we put all our stuff together because we knew one day we were going to move. I said, honey, $99 a month. I just, you know, I hadn't found a job yet. And I just couldn't bring myself to ask anybody for the money. $99 focus. All those, I'm talking about, I'm talking about cassette CDs. You know, I've been doing music forever. And I just was like, wow, what pride. You know, but as a man, I couldn't understand the feeling of not having $100. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was my, that's where I sat. I was like, Lord. It's going to take a minute for me to forgive him for this because I have lost memories I can't get back. Stuff from Europe, my travels. But he lost stuff too. So I was like, wow. I was just sitting there like, you have not because you asked not. Because my mom would have gave us $100. But it was just the fact he was in a situation, no job, living with me and my mom at the house, four kids, sleeping on the floor. And he just felt like he could not ask for anything else. That day I told him, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I need you to ask for what you need. Like, it doesn't matter if we are all the way against the wall. But I have so many resources, people that could have blessed us with anything. And as a, like I said, as a man, I couldn't identify with that. Because women, we ask for everything. You know, we are, hey, I need $20. Hey, I need $50. Hey, I need $500. Like, we just be out here like, oh, girl, I need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just our zone. But it was a lesson for him and I. And one that we often reflect back to. Like, hey, we're not going to be caught out here losing everything. Like, so that's why I was like, no, you have not because you asked not. But please do not be in pride to the point where you don't go ask for help. Uh, keep it locked. We got to go to a quick break. We're coming right back with more. You tune into The Fix. And the fix is in. Holy Culture, Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how-tos. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. In the middle of this real talk conversation today. and we, Now, I, I got I to gotta chime in on that man perspective. On chime in on the man perspective. Why, yeah, why, yeah. Why, well, how we see asking for help. It's tough. To be difficult at times. So, one, you have to realize, Dice, we're wired different. I know we that. Are, we are wired to be the go-getters. We are mm-hmm. wired to make things happen. Mm-hmm. So, so, let's be very clear. There has not been a moment where when I've been in a rough situation, whether financially, mm-hmm. whether I'm struggling with something, um, I, t- I told you about my, uh, my porn addiction in, in strip club life, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I had to get help for that. I yeah. had to ask somebody, why do I have these thoughts in my mind? Why, why? why do I constantly see this, this, uh, Skittles and them peaches and them going through my mind? I don't know why they just tiptoeing through here. my brain. Why? <laughs> right. 
Why? <laughs> and uh, until I went and got the help I needed. To your point, I had to go mm-hmm. get the help. I so the I started help. doing some counseling. I started mm-hmm. getting into my word too as well. I I I pulled back from some of the stuff content that I was putting in my eye gates and putting in my spirit because it was triggers. I might see some little show on TV and it might trigger me to my go look at some porn or whatever. But I but when you talk about asking for the, the touch bases on the financial thing, yes, men, yeah, it's tough for us to trust that when we we ask somebody for a financial help that it's not like the love it, it's it's like it's like it's almost like in our culture it's always strings attached to it. Mm. So I can only imagine, you know, I can only imagine. I, I'm just I'm just painting the picture in my head, at least for me, if I'm already. Um, moved in with my mother-in-law with Come my on. whole family. The whole family. And I don't, and I don't have a job. I'm beyond. I ain't asking nobody for nothing. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I'm not. So you, you, you call what you want, but I, I will be, I will be that dude on the corner washing cars. Cause, but, but, th- but that's just me because yes. I'm a hustler. <laughs> so like, I don't care. I don't care how people look at me. I'll be the yeah. dude and be the manager in the McDonald's. Don't care. Be right there supervising them fries, making mm-hmm. everything, making, making that thing good. But I can't say every man is going to go do that because it is pride. They feel like, yeah, they're not going to take a job like that. If you've been a CEO or you've been a, a, a director or a manager at a bank or different things for X amount of years. And now you get laid off from the bank and now you're waiting for that next corporate job to come back around. It mm-hmm. might be hard for them. See, I started, I started off the opposite. I started off cutting grass, raking leaves, mm-hmm. washing dishes. And, 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 and uh, uh, the, it's funny. Uh, the corner was a little corner, little bar. I was what 16 15 16 mm-hmm. no I was a little older than that but I, I was working mm-hmm. in a little corner bar washing yeah. dishes yeah. early when, well, yeah early I, I didn't care yeah that was like yeah. we need a bus boy and somebody wash dishes I showed up he said if you show up every night I'll give you $150 every night he said you gotta do six hours of work of work I said mm-hmm. I'll be back tomorrow boss like yeah <laughs> like because cause I was I was changing my life around and I was mm-hmm. I, I was leaving the street life alone and I had no skills before mm-hmm. that I'm just being honest I didn't I, have to work a regular job because I was getting the street money. So now mm-hmm. I knew I understood the value and I had to work myself up yeah. to get skills so that way I could be on a level mm-hmm. uh, to where I am now. So yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a hard thing. It's, it's a hard thing. Like I said, my prayer for each and every person out there would be to uh, decrease, let go of pride and truly seek God and ask God for what you really, really need. And um I'll throw this out here too, focus. Like I think in a ask, when we're asking God for things, we're really supposed to come to God with a pure heart. So oftentimes, especially, you know, uh, when we're going to prayer, it's like, Lord, forgive me of my sins, those unknown and unknown because, because God, he wants your heart. That's what it is at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, I want your true heart. I want to know that you all in and I want to know that you trust me and God never wants us to walk in shame you know or, or embarrassment and the idea of us coming into the fold is to grow a rich relationship in Christ and um, 
and just to get all his benefits too. Like there's benefits to this. Blessings to your honesty of where you are. Like, and shout out to those of you who are in debt. You know, when I first started this show, we began our financial journey. I was telling you folks, I like, we ain't spending no money over here. Like it's shut down right now. Like we can't do the things we used to do. We realize we have done too much, you know, but in all honesty, I was like, let me just be honest and clear. I can't be flying out of here every weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like I, now if I need to, I'm asking the Lord to provide that and he will. If it's in, if it lines up with our purpose of this, but it's like, trust God more. Like, honestly, that's the point I want to drive home. You know, when people are constantly saying, you know, God, I'm asking you for better health, but you're not doing nothing for your better health. You ain't walking around the block. You ain't drinking no water. You ain't eating no vegetables. Like, okay. Like whatever you asking for, ask in all honesty, you know, God, I really want a better relationship with my man or my, or my husband or my wife. Are y'all seeking the Lord together? Are you reading your Bible? Are you going to church together? Are you under some type of mentorship, some uh, type of counseling, marriage counseling? Like whatever you're asking for, you got to put forth the effort. Like God operates off of our faith. How well do you believe I'm about to give you what you're asking for? Because that's that's where it is. So yeah, you have not because you ask not. The Bible says, ask, seek, knock, and the door shall be open to you. And that's if it lines up with God's will for your life. So that's why we really got to stay close to God and be in a great relationship with him so we can hear from him what, what our next steps are, you know? So it's all about trust. But yeah, that's it. You have not. Because you ask not. <laughs> real, real today. We got to go to a break. We're coming back with closing thoughts. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. Yep, yep, yep. We back. DJ Focus. Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. Oh, this was another fun show again today, Dice. Uh, that real talk topic today. Uh, asking. Hmm. What are you asking for? You know, why are you asking? And, and I like I like the the combo we had on just uh, how is asking serves you. And I think um, a lot of people you brought this up. You have not because you ask not. And, and I think a lot of people are scared or intimidated for whatever reason to really tap into their sources, their network, who who you building with, who you who you working with. That's something that uh, God really showed me early on. Um, when I started asking more for the right things, I told you mm. I had to stop asking for them. You know, I had them selfish ambitions at first. Not you. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, let's be very clear. I, 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 I tell people all the time, you do have to really retrain the way you think if you really want to walk and, and be kingdom. Because I, it's funny how we taught all, well, at least me, I ain't going to say everybody, I ain't going to generalize. For me, it was easy to pick up on all the bad and negative stuff. <laughs> And it was easy to do. So it wasn't like it was a struggle to manipulate. It wasn't a struggle to con people. It wasn't a struggle to do all these bad things. Like it wasn't, but it was a struggle to retrain my thought process to say, Oh, I have to be conscious of this. Oh, I have to be aware of this. Oh, I might need to watch what I say. Oh, when I ask this, I might need to be careful. You know, I don't want to burn bridges and do like it's a lot that goes into it. So yes, uh, that was something I had to ask for. God, purge my mind. <laughs> Help me to understand how to really navigate and really serve you in the capacity that you are calling me to serve in. And I'm talking specifically when I, I got into ministry, because until I had joined my church that I'm currently a part of now, I never really served in ministry on a regular. It was like spots mm -hmm. or holidays. You know, you know, you get your Christmas holidays and Easter time. And that was pretty much it. But no, to, to actually dedicate every week some time to go help somewhere go be a part of a community 
that mm. was all new to me. So I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. I just like the perspective of ask, seek, knock, where A, S, K means ask, ask, seek, knock. It's just an easy way to remember when you think about the acronym. But um, and obviously it's from the Sermon on the Mount. And we know that Jesus isn't saying um, ask and the and you'll get what you want. It's like he's saying commune with me more and you'll know what to ask for. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you're looking for something, like the more you're with me, the more you're gonna know what you need. You know, knock on the door, like I, I wanna see the action in your faith. Like show me that you're willing to go after the thing you're asking for. You know, ask, seek, knock. There's action behind all of those. And it's just to get you closer to God. Like this whole wrap up thing about earth and heaven, it's about God. It's a relationship. God is like, let's see what we got here. It's, it's so, so I love the concept of ask. One, it lets you know you're not God and you need help. Please quit thinking you can do everything on your own. You cannot. Even if you feel strong and this is for the men as well. Like there's some things you need. Go ask your wife for Ask your wife to help you with things, and it's and I'm I'm trying to be honest uh, in this moment because we don't have to be strong all the time. That's why God is very specific. Like when you're weak, I'm strong. So when you're having those weak moments, ask for what you need. I'm going to give you whatever you need, you know. But you got to act like you ain't got it all together. Like that's why people don't come to God. You ever think about that? I I know you're you're old sinner focused, so you know how that was. There was a time you wouldn't seek God because you knew if you asked God what you should be doing, he was going to tell you the truth. Facts. And, you, and you was going to be like, I can't be held accountable right now. Like no. you just wouldn't even go seek God. I ain't going to church. I ain't praying. I ain't asking, Lord, what you want me to do? No, because you're going to tell me. And now I'm going to have to walk that out. Once you tell me, I'm going to have to do it. And that's what I'm saying. Like there's a there's a time in every person's life where you're like, no, nah, I ain't about to ask God nothing because as soon as he answers, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even want to. I only be wanting that. It's, it's no different how we was yeah. in the streets, dog. Yeah. The, the less you knew, the, the better. More, yeah, that way, you. If, if you did get pulled over, I don't know nothing. And you tell the honest God truth. I don't, I don't know, know them people. I don't know. Them I don't people. know. Ooh. I didn't know they was carrying. I didn't know. It was I didn't know my truck had, you know, stuff in the tires. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. But it's like once you do ask God, there is a accountability that's going to come along with whatever that thing is that you ask for. But lovingly, and I just, I encourage each and every person out there, like. Ask God for what you need. And- mm. Let's get out of here. Hey, shouts out to our sis, uh, Lee Vossi. Uh, yeah. We pray y'all enjoyed that exclusive spiritual detox. She is working on new music. Her new, her latest single, My Bad, is out right now. Stream that thing. Run them things up. Christian mm-hmm. R&B music is, is really like starting to turn up. We starting to have oh, all yeah. these different artists. It, it started off with just a couple. And mm-hmm. shouts out to the vets in, in, in Christian R&B. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to shout out uh, K. Joe. Uh, Ken Jones, I would call him a vet. Yeah, yeah, because you know I'm a stay say like yeah. Don't 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 forget about the pioneers who who like really was doing this thing for I'm, a long time. Definitely wait. Mary Mary, Dietrich Haddon, Dawkins just, and Dawkins. I gotta interrupt you and say Christopher Lewis. I'm sorry. No, Christopher Lewis too. Yeah, yeah. I, I know Christopher Lewis music, but I'm just saying like, see, and that just shows you, Dice. We're talking about. 10, 15 years ago mm. compared to where we are now. I'm just, that's why I'm excited. Like, wow. They, these, those were pioneers mm. who paved the way oh, so yeah. you could have your Stevie Rizzo's, your young yeah. Chris, you yeah. know, now you're talking about, uh, you know, Lee Vossi mm-hmm. and uh, all the other uh, Alex artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keep Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Essence, Essence Nate mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, even Don Reddy does something. Mm-hmm. George Rose. Like, yeah, I can keep here. going down the list. Like, yeah. we got bangers. So I, I'm mm-hmm. excited. We're in a good place. Oh, yeah. 
Go out and be great today, kings and queens. We love you. Uh, continue to show the love of Christ each and every day because that's what God would want you to do. So continue to just, you know, show the love everywhere you go because you are a winner in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.